Hey, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we are here in a dark room with Terrazodu. What's your name? Uh, I'm Leo. I'm the singer. My name's Alex. I'm the drummer. My name's Matt. I play lead guitar. My name's Steve. I play bass. Okay, so how did you guys come up with the name Terrazodu, and what's it mean? Uh, it came from an ancient language called the Notion, and uh, it's basically the language of the gods and the demons, and I don't know why we chose it. But uh, we like the way that it portrays kind of like the good and evil. And the name Terrazodu actually stands for Arise in that language. So how did you guys come up with the symbol? It was more like a, I just came up with a quick quick drawing. I did a little quick TZ, which is a little quick, quick sketch. And then all of a sudden this guy came up with a better design. So uh, I decided to go on the computer, make it up a little bit better, put a little circle on there. It's like, ooh, this is nice. And so I stuck with it. Well, it wasn't necessarily a better design. It was a little sketching. And I just gave it to you, and I said, make it better. And it was, it, he, he looks at me and goes, well, I can't work with this. I mean, and I go, I don't care if you can't work with it. Just make it better. And he did. That's the symbol we have today, and we're sticking with it because it looks badass. Did you have any particular reason why it was green or why you made it green? Actually, the symbol was actually originally just black, and then it went to red. And then we all decided that our favorite color was green because of our lead guitarist, Matt, here. He loves green, and I love green. Everybody else seems to love green, so we stuck with it. I can see that Leo loves green because his hair is green. I heard that people always pronounce your band name wrong. What kind of pronunciations do they pronounce it? Oh, we get all kinds of things like Terrazudo or Tudududu or uh, I don't know. Pterodactyl, Terrazalto, or I don't know. You hear some funny ass names out there, and just you don't, I, you don't know how they can come up with them. It's just simple. It's Terrazodu. That's all. Hooked on phonics, exactly. <laughs> it's just simple. Terrazodu. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those words people like. They don't know they're mispronouncing it. They don't know they're mispronouncing it, but they mispronounce it anyways. Like nuclear. You know, everyone says nuclear. You know, it's kind of the same way, Terrazodu, Terrazudo, you know. And we go, no, it's Terrazodu. And they go, that, that's what I said, Terrazudo. Yeah, when I first looked at it, I said Terrazodu. And it just looks like the logical pronunciation, but I guess yeah. I guess people can't speak English or something. Most people aren't logical. That's the problem. How many songs have you guys written? Written? Oh, uh, it's got to be around 30 or so, you know. A lot of them we haven't really played. We don't play anymore. A lot we do. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have about, you know, in our sets, we usually bring, we have about uh, 15 to 20 songs that we still play live, and we're going to start bringing back all the old ones now, because it's about time we start getting back to our roots. Blast from the past. Yeah, blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I guess we have, like, originally wrote about 50 songs, and then we kind of just went through them, like, no, I don't like this song, put that aside, and then maybe work, bring it up later, and then start working on it again. But otherwise, we have about 30 to 35 songs total that we are actually completed, and then now we're going to redo a couple more. So we've wrote a lot of songs. It's just that there's so many songs that we're just playing around and just kind of jamming with it, and then otherwise we just kind of have to redo them and fix them all up. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. How do you come up with the lyrics in your songs? That'd be me. That'd be me right there. Uh, most of them are just from you know life in general. You know, you go walking down the street and you see, you know, a junkie just kind of like 
begging for change or stuff like that. You, know, you, you go to some dude's house and everyone's watching TV. You go to the beach, some bonfire, just a bunch of kids drinking beers, quoting, you know, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener and having, having a blast. And most of it you just got to laugh at. I write songs about it. That's my way of laughing at it. And I make it perfectly clear what people are doing, and hopefully they'll catch the sarcasm when I'm singing, and they can laugh at it too. But, I mean, there are a few songs where I, like, got off of movies, like Blue Velvet was from about the Stephen Lynch movie, Blue Velvet. You know, it was about, the whole song was basically about uh, the bad guy, uh, Frank, Frank Booth. Is That guy is nuts. So, was it David Lynch or Steve Lynch? was David Lynch, sorry. Excuse myself. I'm, I haven't watched that movie in a while. I think a lot of the, a lot of the songs we come up, it's just whatever affects his daily, you know. He wrote a couple songs about him and his personal life with his dad, and just whatever's going around in his personal life, he writes about pretty much. And I know one of the songs that we did was FOC. I helped co-write that song with him. And it was just a basic, I just came up with a simple, fast little beat, and I'm like, Okay, we gotta write something for this. This is this is fun. I want to do this little pause. That was that was basically what it was. Just a simple pause, and I'm like, all right, I got it. And this is the first lyric. I'm tired of living in this fucking wasteland, and it was just it was pretty. It was kind of a joking song at first, and it still kind of is, I guess. But otherwise, we just kind of went off of what I kind of started, and he helped write it. It's just basically we come up with whatever comes to our minds, whatever it's going through our daily lives, whatever is happening around us, we write about pretty much. With the song Minority of One, what happened with that song? And what is that song about? Like, what happened? There, I have, like, two different versions of it. One of them has, like, this interesting noise in the beginning, and then the other one sounds, like, clear. What happened with that? Well, the first one we sent you, the one with the noise, was the old record was part of the old recording sessions that we did in Alex's, you know, garage. <laughs> a shitty little mixer hooked up to a shitty little laptop and you know, a couple of microphones here and there, but hey, we pulled it off and it sounded all right, but Alex got the ingenious idea of putting <laughs> some weird noise in front of it. I, it was just, it, I got bored and I was looking to mix everything up and then all of a sudden, uh, I, I saw there was empty space between the beginning of the song and, and the actual song, you know what I mean? Like there's this com- nothing but quiet. So I was, I was trying to figure out how can I fix that, how can I make it stop doing that, besides actually grabbing the entire song and moving it forward. So I decided to fill up the space with noise. I just got a bunch of noise and then kind of twacked it out and put it up front, so it was pretty cool. But otherwise, we don't do that. It was just, it was just, just for fun for me. I was just being stupid. Yeah, so I, we decided to go to redo the whole recording without the stupid intro. So we do that basic song all the time. So we can't do that live, so we just do it the way we always do it. So you're basically just playing with the sound, sound editing program, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, let's take a listen to the old version and the new version of it. And then we'll be back.
welcome back. That was Minority of One, the two different versions of it. The first one with the wonderful noise, and then the second version with the the correct sound that's performed live, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, so how did you guys all meet each other or find each other? Wow. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go through this little long story. Um, I'll, try to my, I'll try my best to keep this. Give us the Reader's Digest <laughs> version. <laughs> Reader's Digest version. Okay. Quick story. Went to Mars Volta. Saw a little ad on, the, on this. Mars Music. Excuse me. Mars, excuse me. Excuse me. Mars Music. Went to the blog and saw this little ad. Uh, it was him. My singer Leo asking for a drummer, so I went over, started the band, and then went through a list of different members, and then that was back in my freshman year of high school, which was 2000, 2002? 2000, yeah. 2001, 2002, and then um, we lost a bunch of members looking for a new guitarist. This guy hit us up and uh, decided to join the band. Then we decided we needed a bassist, so then we got pa Steve over here, and then um, we needed another guitarist because Leo didn't want to play guitar anymore, so we decided to get Patrick, which is now our rhythm guitarist. And how, you got Patrick? <laughs> how did we get Patrick? No, exactly. We were hanging out in Fountain, like he was one of the Found Valley kids, you know, the, one we, you know, the ones we always hang out with, and uh, we decided, hey, well, let's put Patrick in the band. He knows how to play the guitar, and I know he could stick to his guns. So we're hanging out one night. I guess we were, you know, having a party and up and all that. And Patrick's saying stuff that we didn't like. And Alex goes, "Shut up, Patrick. You're in the band now." And he just and, and, he, and he looks at me and just kind of goes, "Huh?" And they go, "Practice is on Thursday." <laughs> Pretty much. I just remember stepping out of the car. And I'm like, "Shut up, Patrick. Just, you're in the band now." He's, oh, okay. And that was it. Hers, I do tattoo. Oh, he's <laughs> such a devoted member. Than mine. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He's a Russian person. <laughs> I just had to laugh at that one. So, how long has Terrazodi been a band? Well, me and Leo have probably been in the band for about six years now. Five to six years. And these two, uh, Matt and Steve, have been in. Two and a half, and then Patrick's been in the band for about almost a year now, or I think actually over a year. I think it's, it's, it's been it's been about a, I don't know because this month like we formed the band in August of two thousand one, and it's August right now. So I'm thinking this is what our fifth year anniversary, six, pretty six much year. six. Yeah. Just think. I think yeah, I think it's our six. Yeah, we're six years we're old. What six years old? Oh yeah, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> So where's Patrick today, since he's in the band and not here? Well, he's a devoted worker and likes to work with uh, some Russian kids and some orphanage people. and So he helps around this little house and helps them out and just gets some food and whatnot and keeps them tamed, pretty much. That's all. Yeah. Being a real humanitarian, he's a pretty big dick, but we love him. <laughs> so what do you guys do in your spare time? do we do in our spare time we party There's no, there is no spare time what are you talking about we have no spare time our life is pretty much the band go to our regular job get off work and then practice call yeah <laughs> go to our other real job which is pretty much just working for the band getting our name out there going on the streets uh, putting stickers out flyering go to parties to get our name out there go play parties and whatnot I like to crochet some cute sweaters. Yeah, I'm trying to convince them to get matching ones, but they won't. He knitted me the the cutest little sweater the other day. It had had little duckies, and they were eating frogs. Yeah. The frogs were pooping out of their butt, and you know, there was blood flying everywhere. You know. It was a red sweater. 
Okay, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and you can check out the website at punkrockdemo.com and email me at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. Do you guys have a website? Yeah, it's terrazodu.com. That's T-E-R-E-Z-O-D-U.com. Or, you know, you can plug in that name, Terrazodu, into the MySpace, and we'll pop up and entertain you for quite, a, quite some time. To be quite honest, uh, if you really want to get the most latest and update for information about Terrazoo, I recommend going to MySpace because we all seem, we all run the MySpace, so we always constantly updated. But otherwise, uh, Terrazoo.com, we're trying our best to keep it updated. So sorry for those of you who keep going to the dot com site and realizing what's this all this old information. But otherwise, we're working on it, trying to get it all the updated and all the new versions. But if you're looking for the latest stuff, go to MySpace. Sounds good. Seems like everybody's main website's on MySpace, and then the regular website's just a side project or something like that. So what kind of music do you guys listen to? Thrash. Thrash, you know, old school Orange County punk stuff. I mean, anything I can really get my hands on. Uh, I, the other members got some other you know genres that they're into but how about you uh, alex yeah i listen to a lot of like um rock rock music basically mainstream, mainstream music yes mainstream. yes you can you can criticize me all you want but i love music i i love music and i love uh, anything that has to do with a cool yeah good recordings there you go i <laughs> screw you guys anyways i listen to a lot of like food fighters nirvana a uh, little bit of 80s rock, uh, Led Zeppelin, you gotta love the classic rock. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm a big fan of the Beatles. That's what's got me started on the drums. So hoorah to the Beatles. But uh, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, I listen to a lot of music. I'm open. I like punk. I like metal. I like rock. And that's basically my genre. But otherwise, country and, and rap and hip-hop. Um. Oh, yes, yes. I love Rancid, too. Indeed. I love, Rancid's a great, great band. That's probably one of my favorite punk bands out there. Actually, Rancid is one of my uh, first first experiences with punk rock. Oh, indeed. I, I actually went to go see him live at this place called The Echo. It's one of my first times ever seeing him. It was one of the greatest shows I've been to. For, yeah, they just, like, they gave, like, we gave him a call and said, you know, we're here to see your show, but it's sold out. And they go, oh, well, hang on a sec. They come out front and they go, okay, get get in, you know. They threw us in, went and saw Rancid. Yeah, my first time seeing Rancid was also at the Echo. Was this pretty recent, like this year? It was about a couple months ago. It was this year, so it was in February. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was it was about three or four months, three to two couple months ago, I think. And um, it was it was great. Uh, we our friends uh, from Hellcat, which are Orange, uh, great band. If you want to go check check them out. But uh, otherwise, like they they asked they they got us in by helping us make us roadies and stuff. And so we helped set up the drum sets and get their amps on stage. And it was uh, it was it was a blast. Yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I think I went in May. Did you go, or did you see them play electric, or did you see them play acoustic? It was electric. I, I, was, I was completely shocked. I heard it was supposed to be an acoustic session, and um, no, it was, uh, it was the whole drum set was up there. I was kind of looking, ah, that drum set looks familiar. I knew I'd seen it before, and then all of a sudden, uh, I realized it was Rancid. They went on stage and just did a show, and I was just amazed. It was great. It was one of the greatest shows I've been to in a long time. Well, what were some of the other bands that were playing that night? Um, orange <laughs> and red said um, no there is also I think the agrolytes and which is a great band if you like ska and reggae that is an awesome band right there agrolytes oh man they amazed me that night they did the Beatles covers which like I like a lot so, and so and I think there was um 
that's all I remember. It was just the Agrolytes, Orange, and Rancid. I know there was a couple of other bands out there, but we didn't get to see them. Or I didn't remember, actually, so to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Must have been a pre- pretty crazy show with the Orange and Rancid and, and the Agrolytes. Actually, I did an interview with the Agrolytes at the Galaxy last week, and it's going to be airing right after Terrazotu. <laughs> <laughs> The night I saw Rancid, it was acoustic, so you must have seen it the night after then, because uh, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was the week after, and it was one of their I think third or second nights there playing for for the Hellcat nights that Tuesday, but um, otherwise yeah, it was it was fun, it was definitely great. I'm so glad I didn't get to go see them acoustic. No offense to the acoustic thing, but I I rather see them doing a, a full on live performance with everybody there, and it was just great. It was a good show. For me, it was the opposite. I saw the acoustic set, and I really wanted to see the electric set. <laughs> so it's kind of... <laughs> we should have switched places. <laughs> but anyways, let's take a listen to one of the Rancid songs. What's, what's your favorite Rancid song? Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho, indeed. I love Ruby Soho. It's one of mine, too. So let's listen to Ruby Soho, and we'll be back. <laughs> Rancid with Ruby Soho, favorite of ours. 
while we're listening to Rancid, we're talking about you're coming. You guys are coming out with a new album. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, it's in the process. It's in the works. It's not exactly. We haven't even got started yet. But uh, as soon as we get started, it's going to be a great, great album. I can tell you right now. Um, Leo can tell you a little bit more about it. Actually, yeah, we're um, we're actually going to get uh, Lemmy from Motorhead and Steve Jones. We're you know talking to them about producing the album, and we're probably going to be going up you know up to Berkeley to record either Berkeley or Vegas. But, I mean, it should be, you know, if we get all the paperwork and all the production stuff nailed down right away, it should be out by January. So, you know, just keep your eyes out for that. And we all we owe all of this to this, uh, our great manager, Darsha, and, our, our, and her little friend uh, and slash manager himself, uh, Howie ha- Huberman. Howie, Howie Huberman, he's, he's, oh, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. He's a, he used to manage uh, Poison, Guns N' Roses, and The Zeros, and now he's helping us out, getting us our, helping getting our name out there. He's the one who got Lemmy from Motorhead to do this, and uh, Steve Jones from Sex Pistols. It, it's just, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic yeah. and excited. We're all, I think, really excited about doing this. Pooping our pants. Pooping our pants with I can feel it running down my leg right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So do, are you guys going to sell that album at your shows when oh, it comes out? Actually, um, it, it, no, 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 we're not going to let you guys listen. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, uh, we're, hopefully we're getting signed to it. We're starting our own label. It's going to be called Back Knife. And, for, yeah, it's going to be a help from this company called Alliance, which is a movie company. And uh, they have an artist named James Coco, who they just started. Now we're their new band. Uh, they're getting started and doing in the works and uh, helping us out. So Alliance is the one who's giving us the money pretty much to get our get our album started and um, everything. So um, hopefully with their help and, uh, and Howie uh, Huberman, he's going to get our CD sold in stores so you can go to your local tower and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, I'm not sure, so... <laughs> Are there going to be any songs that you perform currently on that album? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. A lot of our main shows, uh, a lot of new stuff. Not, yeah, definitely. We're yeah. writing a lot of new stuff. Writing a lot of new songs right now, and they're probably going to go on there. So you're going to definitely hear probably Minority One, Who We Blame, um, just to name of, a couple. A lot of secret things you haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a listen to Who We Blame. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I want to listen to it. You Let us listen to it. Your rock. I haven't heard it before, uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, let's take a listen. Okay, so here's Who We Blame by Terrazodu. Is known with a break. 
Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack. And remember, you can check out the website at punkrockdemo.com. So, do you have any upcoming shows? Yeah, we've got one uh, on Friday at the Doll Hut, and then next Thursday at the Alley, and then we've got one on the... Tw- dates. Oh, I'm very sorry. The dates would help. Sorry. No, it's the 18th, sorry. August 18th at the Doll Hut, and then, and then um, August 24th at the Alley with the Lab Rats, and... Then we've got one. Then we've got another one. Then we've got two more. One at the Doll Hut, September twenty third, uh, with the Detours, which is the f- apparently the the first Orange County punk band. You know, they wrote basically all the old adolescent songs and all the old DI songs. You know, they were the first band that did it. We're playing with them at the Doll Hut on September twenty third, and we're playing with Narcoleptic Youth on October thirteenth, which is Friday the thirteenth. It's their thirteenth year anniversary, and that's going to be at the Alley, and. Um, we're actually in the works with uh, setting up a tour with Stink Eye in early October, so you know that should be loads of fun. Oh, and we're also pl- we're also playing um, Spike Fest on October twentieth. You know we're getting all the getting all the kinks worked out of that. We're trying to you know it's supposed to be this big benefit show for Spike from DRI because he got colon cancer. So that's well, true, but you know so everybody's like doing a show. They're throwing like shows all around the world for him. And they asked us to uh, do that for him. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up, brought the Spike Fest up because I keep forgetting to mention it. <laughs> Somebody sent me actually, um, Last Resorts manager sent me uh, information about Spike Fest, but I keep forgetting to mention it. So I'm glad you mentioned it. So, what else can we talk about? <laughs> All right, time. Um, should we, can we talk about no. maybe the Black Flag show? No, no, no that's not no. even confirmed. That's not. Even, we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Who is Pete? When you make a fire. Who is, yeah. Who, who is, is Pete? Pete? Oh no, we should just say that. Like if Pete was listening, he'd give us a call again. Did I ask you um if I if you can find those show dates on your MySpace? Yeah. No, no, you didn't. Can you find those tour dates on your MySpace? Uh, you can't find the tour days yet. We haven't posted those up, but you can find the alley shows and the doll hut shows. And ooh, I f- almost forgot. We're playing September 29th at the Blue Cafe in Long Beach, but that's 21 up. So you kids can't come. I'm sorry. Doll hut's 21 up, but I mean, I can get some people. Are you guys all over at 21? Uh, no, but you know they let us play there anyways, because we're so we're so we're such good little boys. Do the bars throw you guys out if you're not 21? Well, when you're playing the show and then after the show, do they throw you out, or can you stay and watch the other shows? Uh, yeah, we're not allowed to. Uh, we're not allowed to stay in there, you know, because it's California. California rules are rules. Can't. So we like to freeze our asses off outside. Mm-hmm. And drink Coke. Coca-Cola and rock water. stars and water and green tea and other. Lovely things. Don't forget Big Red. And Big Red. <laughs> and, grape, and grape soda. Hooker Chardonnay. There's some commercial advertisement right there for you. <laughs> so how old are you all? Thirteen. <laughs> for real? No, that was five years ago. Hold on, let me get my calculator out. So now you're 18? Oh, wait. That, I'm, I'm 19. I just turned 19. That's crazy. I'm not used to saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 19. How about you? Um, I'm 20. Almost there. And I'm 19, and um, the fifth member who isn't here, Patty Cake, 
He's how old is he? Seventeen. He's seventeen. He'll be eighteen. When is he? He'll be eighteen in October. So you said you guys started the band five years ago. So you started it when you guys were like fourteen, fifteen. Fourteen and fifteen years old. Yep, that was us. Has the sound changed any since five years ago? That's the wow. <laughs> it's changed so much since when we first started. You you have no clue. If you were to go back to one of our first shows. You won't go back to one of our first shows because we keep all those songs under wraps. <laughs> oh, but there's some secret songs that we used to do and we don't do anymore. Our sound has changed a lot since we first started. So we've gotten more. We've, we've, we have, <laughs> we've learned and, and decided. We've developed more of a, like, I, I guess, uh, uh, an open mind to music and just learned how intricate like punk with metal and, and entwine with that together and everything. So it's just like we've, as more as the band grows, the more the music grows. And the more we learn, the more the music grows as well. So I guess it's just from the time when we first started, it just it changed so much. Can you give us a little example of how your first shows were and how your shows are today? <laughs> Our first show, there would first be... First shows, we had to sell millions of tickets <laughs> worth of, sh- of, of tickets. You know, we had to mil- sell millions of tickets because we were victim to that whole pay-to-play thing. I mean, you know, we're still doing the pay-to-play thing, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not as bad. The whole pay-to-play system isn't as bad as it used to be back then. There used to be there used to be a bunch of real bad eggs. Having a fan base helps. Yeah. What was that again? Uh, having a fan base helps. Back then, uh, I don't think we were worthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, like back when we first started, there was. No, back when we first started. Um, it would pack a little bit, and there would be people just standing completely still, not doing anything, just looking and staring at us while we play. Yeah, yeah like zombies, and it was just, it was horrible. And then little by little, more and more people started coming to our shows and started moving a little bit, and so it got more exciting every time we played a different show. And now it's just, it's great because almost every show we do, it's just, it's a lot more organized, and it's huge. A lot of people start coming, the pits start going, it's just, it's, it's a lot more fun now, and a lot more people have, get into it and have more energy. Well, the way I saw it was, you know, the way I see it is, you know, we're a punk band in Orange County, but we're not necessarily playing straight up Orange County punk. We're we're doing something different, you know. We're doing something that not too many people have heard before. So I think that's... Or we like to think that we're doing different. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I like to think I that we're doing... we're doing something different. <laughs> in, our, in our little punk rock scene, you know, not little, but in our punk rock scene, we're we're doing something, you know, we're, do, we're doing uh, things that, you know, other Orange County punk fans aren't necessarily doing. And I, I, for you know, I think that's why people were staring at us to begin with, because they were just like, "What the hell are they doing?" And then you know, later on, they kind of warmed up to us. They kind of said, "Oh yeah, 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 they're doing it right. Okay, they're doing something cool." And you know, that's that's how I see it, anyways. How did you guys find the money to for those pay-to-play shows back then? We didn't. We got yelled at every time. <laughs> you know, they they go, oh, you go on last, you're blacklisted. But you know, luckily for us, those pay-to-play uh, retards kind of fell out of the business, and the good ones, the good, you know, the good guys are still around doing their thing. And you know, they're the honest ones. They're the ones that, you know, you can do shows with. You know, thumbs up. The ones that we work with today. <laughs> the ones that we work with today. Okay, well, I guess that's about that. About wraps it up. With uh, Tara Zodu, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and you can check out the website at punkrockdemo.com. Anything else you guys want to say? We've got no. (laughs) No? No. 
Me neither. So I guess we'll just end it with another song. So is there any song you want to hear before we leave? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's hear Blue Velvet. Is that a new one? Uh, not necessarily. It's you know one of the newer ones, but it's just for you. Okay, we'll end it off with Blue Velvet.